Hello and welcome to another episode of Caffeinated Convos and Horrible Bosses. I am your host, Lauren Williams, founder and chief boss lady of Workplace Harmony, helping small and mid-sized businesses grow and thrive during times of change and evolution and uh uncertainty like we have now. So I am pleased you are here with me. I am very excited about my guest today. I'd like to introduce you to Chuck Martz. Chuck and I are partners in our trusted advisor group and we've known each other for almost a year because I've been in it almost a year. So um, since July, I've gotten to know Chuck. He is the kindest, nicest person I've met. He is brilliant marketing genius and I will do a no service by trying to describe his brilliance around marketing, but he saved me lots and lots of times from going down really bad rabbit trails of marketing disaster. Um, and I've just really enjoyed getting to know him over the past year. So without further ado, I introduce you to Chuck Martz. Well, wow. Thank you very much, Lauren. I, I'm, uh, I don't know what to say about that other than you're, you're, you're exaggerating that, uh, that intro, but that's okay. I'll take, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. So thank you for having me. You are welcome. Please tell us a little, little bit about you and your business and what you've been up to. Um, certainly. Uh, so my business is Blue Arch Development and Blue Arch is really focused on um, marketing and new product introductions in the water and wastewater treatment industry. And um, I've got uh, the reason in that space is that I've got a lot of background in there from my my past lives. And um, it's a uh, also, I think, a critical industry that has to uh, has to uh, bring out new technologies to help try and drive growth. And uh, I find it uh, kind of a really fun place to be. That's wonderful. And so what are you seeing going on in like the water industry now that you see you are able to come in and kind of help these companies? Um, well, I mean, there's there's lots of different trends and lots of things that are going going on. Uh, you know, clearly, as people are here, you know, talking now about COVID and and what does that mean? And um, the first thing that people go to is, uh, gee, is our water infrastructure up to snuff to be able to manage uh, with not only this, but it brings out all all kinds of other things around viruses and pathogens and how all that is. And um, you know, in the good news is in the United States. Um, even though we have underinvested in our infrastructure for a long time, um, the quality of our our water and the water of our utilities is in you know 99.9 percent .9 of those utilities are doing a great job and bringing that out. And you have, you know, you have your failures once in a while, and you have, have things of that nature. But um, uh, everybody should be very very comfortable drinking water out of the tap. And uh, um, maybe with uh, if you don't like the chlorine taste, you can run it through a little bit of carbon and uh, uh, like your Brita filter, and that'll take that out, and and you're good to go. But as far as feeling safe about your water, that's that's good. But I think there's also other trends now with um, how do you manage public interaction? How do you manage um, uh, things that where people are concerned about their health of just interacting with with others? So you start to get to remote monitoring. I mean, remote reading of water meters and you know things of that nature, which um, have probably been trends coming for a long time, but um, they are. Uh, um, uh, now going to get accelerated with with this. So, are you helping your clients kind of think through that and look at what that? Could well, be what I what I business? yeah, what I normally help the, the the clients with is as they're looking at um, 
putting together their, their marketing programs and how they want to go sell to other predominantly business to business companies. That's what this this industry is about. So I help them I help them lay out their marketing strategies. Also help them if they're looking at uh, business development opportunities in launching new technologies. Sometimes the water industry can be super conservative because nobody wants to make a mistake and have people get ill or do anything of that nature. And so being able to manage through that and how you um, help clients set up a strategy that's actually going to get their product out there in a timely way, in a trusted way, is what I do. Okay, wonderful. I'm sure they're so glad to have someone in their corner like you because you have so much experience in the space and you really get it and you really get their challenges. So that's amazing. And you bring up a lot of good points about like the infrastructure and about water in our country and purity and quality. And there's obviously areas like Flint, Michigan that have been in the news about that and haven't had the best quality and they're working to to change that do you see this is like an area of opportunity for our country to be focused on like overall water quality across the nation well i think it's a i I think it's a tremendous opportunity to just focus on the infrastructure that needs to get done if you look at most of the water and wastewater infrastructure that was done in the united states it was either done in the 30s after the after the great depression or it was done in the 50s after everybody came back after world war ii and started building uh building uh uh, suburbs etc so when you look at that uh, there's a lot of dire need to go upgrade that infrastructure Um, And um, so as the country looks for ways to get people back to work and looks for ways to have uh, shovel ready ready projects, et cetera, I would love to see a lot of uh, investment go towards that. But sometimes politicians don't like to do that because they get get their name put on a brand new bridge, but they don't necessarily refurbishing the wastewater treatment plant. It's not uh, the highest thing on their their list, but um, it makes a huge difference to industry and to quality of life of people. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Chuck. You are so brilliant. And I really appreciate you um, educating me and our listeners a little bit about that. I am um, excited to see what Blue Arch Development does. I think you have a huge opportunity to make a big impact. And I'm excited to see kind of the evolution of your business as I've gotten to know you. One of the things I love to ask is what are you drinking today? And no judgment because it is afternoon. So anything in your cup is acceptable. Okay, very good. Well, right now I am drinking a uh, jasmine white needle tea, and Fancy. I got into I got into white tea when I used to go to China. I've been to I haven't been to China now for uh, a number of years, but I had a uh, about a ten year stint there where I was just there a lot for and, work or um, for fun. For work, okay. um, doing we were looking at new technologies and acquisitions and growth opportunities and things like that and um uh but i um uh i really got to like white tea which it's a it's a green tea that has um comes from a uh, a particular plant in in china in a particular region of china and so it's kind of a uh, of a delicate tea that i have now started drinking like now in the afternoon because i'm just a nervous kind of uh have to you know jittery kind of person and i have to be drink sipping on something whatever so i usually have my espressos in the morning and then i try to get to about 11 o'clock in the morning i try to shift over to um to tea and see if i can uh, calm myself down a little bit as i go forward otherwise i'll be 
bouncing off the walls and have 12 espressos. That's my problem. <laughs> Are you a fan of any particular brand of the tea you drink? Um, I like oolong teas mainly. So I, um, or as I said, like this white needle tea is really, it's very fragrant and quite good. But you know, I, I'm, I, there's a, uh, when we lived in Minnesota for five years, uh, there's a shop up there that I still order my tea from that um, they send me uh, bags of tea. They go, they go right to the source in, in uh, different parts of Asia and get the tea and bring it back. And so, um, uh, but it's, I'm push comes to shove. I'm an espresso drinker, but as I say, I'm trying to behave myself. Yeah, you, get, you can get a little jittery if you chug espresso all day, that's for sure. Um, I am on my three o'clock cold cup of coffee from this morning, but it is doing the job. So yay for Good. cold coffee that has been sitting here. Um, yeah, I'm trying to switch to black coffee um, just to give it a whirl, and I actually like it a lot. So that's been a change for me. Uh, one of the things I also wanted to get to talk to you about is your horrible boss. Are you able and willing to share your horrible boss story? Yeah, yeah, I will. And I, I mean, I obviously by the title of the podcast, I knew this was coming up. So, um, <laughs> you know, I think um, I've been very fortunate in that I never had like a bosszilla that was just, you know, one individual you know, just off the off the planet. Um and what I've always found a lot of times with bosses is um, they, a lot of times they, they each have a superpower that, you know, that they, that they do really well. And sometimes their bad characteristics are the flip side of that superpower, you know? So, I mean, an example I was thinking about is I had a very nice guy, um, actually a good friend of mine that was a, was my boss for a while. And, you know, his superpower was, really focusing on the business results and um, what were the two or three things that he really needed to do to get that done. And he would, he would focus on that relentlessly. Um, and the business actually, uh, when he was uh, in charge of it, ran, you know, did, did quite well from a, a performance perspective. But, you know, because of that, uh, he would never, never reply to email. Um, he also, he didn't like conflicts. So when, you know, you would sit there and bring up topics that you wanted to talk about, he would be very polite. He would listen. Um, and you would walk out of the meeting going, Hey, I think that was really positive. That's where we're going to go. And then when you would come back to, uh, make your, uh, make your kind of final pitch, say, okay, we're ready to go. He would, uh, look at it and say, I, I don't, I didn't support that. And it took me. I worked for him for about three years. It took me a year to figure out that if I wasn't on his top two or three list, if what I was working on was a top two, three list, then it probably wasn't going to get done. Um, and number two, um, that if he did not utter the words, yes, I support that, then it, he was going to probably deflect and it was just going to you know, go off into the, into the ether because he was very zeroed in on that thing. And the other thing is he never really told people kind of what his top three priorities were. So, you know, oh, so, no. <laughs> well, so what you, and this gets to, as you work with bosses and whatever is, so it took me about a year to figure out that, okay, I could keep my ear to the ground, figure out what his priorities were, just watching his actions and what he was doing and talking to other people. Okay. Got it. Okay. Now I know what those are. And then 
Um, I therefore had to take everything that I wanted to get done, try to align it to, you know, impacting one of those priorities. And then if he did not specifically state he was going to support it, you're, you're, you're done. So you just needed to know what that was. And then you could have a, a good working relationship. So, wow, you know, that's the, a lot of like ropes and just, that's a web of, of trouble. Well, it's just, you know, as I said, sometimes with, with bosses, their superpower is also their, you know, kryptonite kind of thing mm. is they, um, his ability to be very focused on these things work great. But in, when it came to like your career and stuff like that, he was, he was very helpful in doing that stuff. But on that, that kind of day-to-day -day communication kind of stuff or where he was at, he, you know, he, he was just locked and loaded into where he was going to go. Um, I like how you so said that, that was though. a challenge. The superpower can also be the kryptonite. Like, it can be really, really good and drive the business forward, but it can leave people definitely in a weird spot. Or in your case, you didn't know if what you were working on was the right thing until it was too late. And you didn't know what the right things were because he wasn't communicating that. And that might have been somewhat of, you know, why he was conflict adverse or he was afraid to say, no, that's not on our agenda. That's not what I want to do. Uh, so I'm sure that was a really troubling and difficult time for you to navigate. Yeah, I mean, it, it, in, um, it's just, again, I think you, uh, if you, it's how much patience do you have as to how, how, are you, how, how long are you going to go with And if you, if you don't think you can figure it out, then it, it gets very frustrating and then you probably need to, you know, try to figure out how you're going to go do something else versus, Absolutely. versus that. How but, long did you um, last there? How long did you make it in that role, in that job? Uh, well, with like three years. So the last two years I had it figured out. So it was like, okay, I know how to do that. That's and, awesome. um, and then, you know, off, off, off you go. And, um, you know, I think the, 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 the same thing, I, a lot of my time and career, I was in global, uh, highly matrixed organizations. And so the other thing I wanted to bring up is kind of the, the, the challenge of having, in some cases, three bosses. So Ugh, you would boss. have, yeah, that's you right. would have the, the person that's doing, you know, one person would do your job performance, but you may be a marketing person doing a project in China um, for a given business. So you would have your direct boss, you would have the country boss, you would have the business boss, all of which had uh, flow back to you um, and how you were being viewed and, you know, and what you needed to get done. And um, sometimes those could, could be very conflicting situations if you got uh, different motivations and you can't figure that out and you've got um, uh, in some cases um, you know three to five people that could all say no and only one person that could say yes and in navigating that um, that structure um, I, it almost becomes a talent after a while after you've um, you've have, had to live in it and if if somebody comes from a um, uh, more command and control structure, that's a um, that you've got one person, and that's what you're going to go do. Um, they can really struggle in that, and vice versa. Um, uh, and I think the uh, particularly when if the, the if it is global or multi multinational, um, 
you know, then you've got the, the, the differences in the, um, in just how people perceive things, how the Japanese would do things versus how an American would do things versus how a Frenchman would do things. There's a, um, uh, it can cause people to have to put their antenna up quite a bit. Absolutely. And you did mention a little bit too with the matrix reporting, you have those people who have conflicting priorities. So they may all think their thing is top priority and you're just trying to figure out what absolutely needs to get done and what is the real priority. But then there can also be um, tensions or things where they're not, they're not communicating effectively, which impact your job. And it makes it really hard to navigate that landscape. I think in some ways I've seen matrix organizations work well when the leaders are comfortable communicating, having really direct, fierce conversations and making sure they're aligned. Um, but then you, when you add the cultural differences that you're mentioning, that's a whole other ballgame too on top of it. So it can be really, really challenging. Yeah. And I think the, um, you know, when you, when you find yourself in a, a situation like now, the the good news is if you can get if you can get everybody talking to one another then you truly have diverse ideas that are going to work and it and it's and it can be very helpful because if the the idea was generated in the US or and it's or um, and you're trying to uh, implement it in another country um, there's a really good chance that you know you, uh, the idea is not going to be as strong as it could be without having those other people give you the input. But you've got to make sure that you get that input in a way that um, uh, allows for it to, where people feel like they're being heard and where you connect and you have to be comfortable enough to change the idea. And I think where you run into big conflicts where, I've, you know, sort of the bad boss kind of thing is the person that has maybe told their manager, this is what I'm going to do. This is what it's going to look like. And now they start to get the feedback from the, the other parts of the matrix. And they're like, what part of, I'm not going to change this. Don't you understand? I've already, I have my personal credibility on the line now to make that to that. This is what's going to happen. And if I don't do it that way, I'm going to come across as weak. I'm going to come across it as, um, you know, not being able to get done what I said I was going to get done. Um, that is usually bad. That's mm -hmm. because um, uh, if it can get it either the project then either dies or it gets forced through in a way that it costs you money and then it dies. So um, either way is bad. It, it, <laughs> Just bad. Either outcome. way is bad. <laughs> right. Just a bad outcome. What about on the flip side? What about some of the best bosses you ever worked for? Oh, I think you know the the. The best bosses that I've worked for um, have been uh, really good listeners from the standpoint and have been willing to enter into some dialogues with you. And, I, and some of that maybe is just my own personal bias because I, I'm, my style is much more of a, um, I, I, I think out loud and I'm in more of a collaborative kind of a, of a thing. So I, to be able to sit down with somebody and go, okay, um, we've looked at it. Here are three options that we're evaluating. What do you think? Here's what we're thinking, you know, kind of bounce that back and forth. And for me, the best bosses are the ones that have some willingness to do that and are um, uh, willingness, willing to think about some of the broader, broader uh, aspects of that. Or sometimes you'll run into a boss that's like, hey, if I come to them with like three options that I'm considering, you'll get feedback like, look, if I've got to do your job for you, I don't need you. So you, you, 
make a decision, give me a recommendation, you know, kind of thing. And, um, you know, okay, if you run into that, then, you know, you need to do your, your uh, idea generation and, and some of that other work uh, with others. And you got to go figure out how you're you know, going to go do that. But, um, you know, I think if you can get in with a, with a boss that's willing to, um, that understands, and this a bit is, I think, even as an employee is your need to communicate what you're doing. Because, you know, if you sit down with the boss and say, hey, here's what I have, um, here's my ideas, here's what I'm, here are the next steps. We're at this part of the process. We're gonna come back to you with a full recommendation, but here's where we're thinking. And with your uh, better, you have a broader experience than we do. You've got a broader thought process. We just wanna make sure that we're not gonna step on a landmine. Here's a couple of ideas, what do you think? If you can do it that way, they're even they're going to be much more willing to say, okay, you're not asking me to make a decision here. What you're asking for is my input, and then you're going to come back at decision time. And you know, if you skip that step, sometimes you can um, uh, cause more cause yourself more problems because they think you're actually abdicating your responsibility to them, which is not what you're doing. Uh, but you have to make sure that you describe that clearly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, at boss, they don't always know all the things going on in your world and they don't have to. And that's a learning experience for many people. And you can't assume they know all the things you're juggling and what's on your plate and you need to over communicate that. So it works both ways in an organization where communication needs to flow down and up and across it needs to go all the ways and so by sharing what you're working on and then saying working through this challenge I'd love your input on this that's going to open the door for collaboration instead of to your point the boss assuming oh I had I don't have time to help you and why did why do you need help with this because they don't know all the things going on and so it's really important that employees are over communicating there and the best bosses are listening collaborating and willing to help or willing to think through with you and coach you through that so i don't think they necessarily need to have the answers but they need to be able to listen and really ask the right questions to help you get there well i think if you you know and on that communication um is and maybe it's a little bit of flattery to the to the boss as well but you say look you do have a broader view and you know you've you are uh, aware of things that are not at my pay grade, they're at your pay grade, and I don't know all of that stuff that's going on. So for example, you know, and I think if you set it up that way to where they are, um, you, they know that you're respecting their input for what it can add to the process, um, then they're much more willing to communicate and they may say, look at one of your options and go, oh, no, 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 don't do that because, you know, Mary Kay and Billy Bob are hate each other. And if you try to put those two in the room or you try to make that happen, um, this thing will get killed just because. And that's the kind of stuff that you can really rely on that good quality supervisor to do. And the best bosses have done for me is they've, they've you know, been willing to listen and they've done, looked at some of those landmines that I, I have no way of being aware of mm -hmm. that are either interpersonal or they're organizational or they're whatever. And um, they can steer you away from that uh, before you, uh, you know, end up, you know, shooting yourself in the foot. 
Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I think some of my best bosses has help, have helped me prep if I was um, presenting to a leadership team or pitching an idea. They've helped me craft that and exactly what to say and when to say. But by listening to me and let me do it in my way, which I've always really valued, I think that each boss needs to approach an employee in a very individualistic way so that they are unique in how they deliver and what they do. So I couldn't agree with you more on that. Awesome. Well, one thing I also want to do is make sure everyone knows how to find you. I know we'll put in our notes. Do you want people to get you on LinkedIn? Do you want them to email you directly? Go to your website. What if people want to learn more about Blue Arch Development, learn more about what you're doing? Where do they find that? Yeah, well, there's two things. So one is on LinkedIn. It's just uh, Chuck Martz on LinkedIn. And uh, that's the easiest way to uh, to to get me. And um, I check it constantly the other thing is uh, uh, website is www.bluearchdev.com and so if you want to learn about Blue Arch you can um, you can pop out and uh, and look at the web or said if you go to LinkedIn there, there's a link to the website on there too so um, awesome. LinkedIn is such a such a, a, a become such a ubiquitous tool it's um, uh, it's great it is. I couldn't agree more. It's one of my favorite places to be. And I love your website. It's so well done. If you have a minute, please go check out Chuck's website. It's amazing and you will love it. And it just, it's really, um, the content is good. The information is good. The layout I love. So um, I can't thank you enough for being with me today and sharing some beverages, caffeinated and uncaffeinated, and just your knowledge around your boss experiences. Thank you so much. Well, thank you very much for having me, Lauren. I really appreciate it. And you, uh, you're doing great work with, uh, with uh, Workplace Harmony. I think it's fantastic. So uh, thank you for having me. Thanks. Talk to you soon.